Welcome to the Jungle Brothers podcast. You're here with Paul Fotofilly, Joe Worthington, Tiora Ward. Hello. And our guest today is Aaron Howley. Hello. Coach Azza. Coach Azza. You're a man. <laughs> You're one. You're a man. <laughs> You're a man. You're a man. Uh, yep, yeah, we're here at Jungle Brothers. Yeah, 15 Underwood Avenue Botany. Drop it on him. Coolest gym in Australia. Certified. The pride of the, sou- of the South. Hell yeah. Uh, hashtag Botany Strong. You can find us at junglebrothers.com. Uh, and if you want to get in touch, just hit us up. We're open. You know, we, we'd love to chat with new people. We just had a, an intern start up from Holland. So he's been following our ship from the other side of the world. So uh, no place on the globe is safe. If you need help, we're there for you. Come down face to face. Yeah, come see us. Or, or like a man or at, a woman. At Jungle Brothers Movement on Instagram. It's the big one. Uh, yeah. What's been going on? Catch me up. T-Bone, you had a movie screening. Mate, we had a screening. Uh, we started a, a small group within the gym. And an, yeah. It's not a training group. This no. is a, it's like a committee uh, it, almost. It is, a, uh, it is called the Jungle Brothers Sustainability Think Tank. So what Jungle we're focusing on is uh, making some sustainable changes to our lifestyles and uh, sharing those changes amongst each other. And uh, we'll be taking action on three different tiers. We have uh, global action, which will be involved in... Uh, just lobbying and uh, strikes and stuff like that to help push uh, our civilization uh, toward a, a cleaner, healthier future because that's the business that we're in. We're in the business of health. And then we have the second tier, which is just local action. So that means uh, getting involved in projects down at the local park, planting trees, cleaning up plastic on the beach. Uh, but we'll also be combining that with like surf trips and going out the desert, camping out there, watching stars, but then visiting local communities and just seeing uh, what the effects of climate change have on these people and then learning more about how to plant, uh, how to live a more sustainable... Sustainable. Sustainable. Correct. Is that the one? (laughs) Yeah. And then then how we can also integrate that into our business uh, model, which we are are currently doing. We're now running off the grid. We have 48 panels on our roof. We're we're not just off the fucking grid. We're running Sydney. Right, <laughs> there's enough power You're pumping out of, of this us. place. We've had it for almost. We are producing that year. Shit. It's been it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been twelve months. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Like I mean, you know, we saved we saved the fortune. Don't remember we? when it went in and yeah. Yeah. That's uh, great. we got uh, our funny because you don't see them because the, the you hardly so think high, about so it. You forget yeah. about them. Forget about it. But uh, yeah, we're just chewing up power here and producing it. We just got hair dryers and shit running twenty four seven over here. Free power. That's right. And it's all all coming off the off the sun. Uh, and then we've got all of our gym community. That's a third tier, which is the stuff within the gym. So people that uh, like Beck, who has a, an, um, a, de- a degree in ed- engineering, uh, who is on one of our podcasts, oh, and yes. uh, a whole bunch of other people that have different skill sets that they bring, and they'll do talks on how to um, conserve food conservation. So we're talking about uh, fermenting our, our veggies instead of chucking them out, uh, how to put stuff back into the soil and grow and all this fucking awesome stuff. Very right. cool. Mm, really nice. there's, there's obviously a lot of depth to that. When, when do you, when, like say talking about a trip to a community out to the desert or whatever, when do you think something like that might happen? Uh, like is, that a, is that in the next 12 months kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the ne- we, we have events. So the last event was our screening for Chasing Coral and that was just uh, looking at the effects of um, uh, coral bleaching and then obviously what's causing it and then how we had a chat about uh, after how we as individuals can have a, a big impact on on uh, our local environment, which in turn <coughs> is the same environment that that uh, everybody lives in. 
And the, the, I mean, the most important thing is, is that it's not a political issue because people co keep kind of putting this subject in, uh, in certain baskets. It's a central issue and it's an issue of health. So if you sit there looking at nutrition and you sit there looking at your sleep and your meditation and your, and your, uh, um, and your training, and then you overlook the fact that your oxygen and your fucking water is filthy and dirty, then this is a big over oversight because they're the fundamentals of health. Yeah? Would you agree? I would agree. Oh, that's a powerful statement. So yeah, we're in the health business, so we want to make sure that we're we're covering all all areas. I'm just so excited for this um, for all of us, and also just oh, for yeah, you because I think everyone can already tell that you're very passionate about it. Yeah. Uh, well, we got kids, bro. You know. I know. Yeah. We got I'm, kids. I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah. They'll yeah. figure it out, man. They'll figure it out. <laughs> it's not our fucking problem. <laughs> yeah, the kids, mate. Kids, the, those kids are already smarter than us, mate. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. <laughs> so that's, that, that's been us. Yeah, so this trip to the desert, that'll probably happen uh, start of next year kind of thing. We'll probably go out around winter, actually. So it'll be mid next year, I should say. But yeah, it's all starting to map out and go into a, a schedule. So if you're interested... Uh, reach out. You don't even have to be a member of the gym to be part of this community, by the way. Outsiders are accepted. Yeah. So we're at Jungle Brothers Sustainability Think Tank. It is a group on Facebook. You can, you can. I think you can. You can look those up. Yeah. And yeah. Then, uh, yeah. Is it Jungle Brothers or JB? Jungle Brothers. Jungle Brothers. Should I change that to JB? No, no. I think that's good. I like okay. that Jungle Brothers. It's clear. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Get on it. Well done. Oh, cheers, bro. Nice. We got uh, Big Azza. Yes. Mate, you want to give us a little intro just on you as a person, who you are and, and where you're at, what you do? Uh, yeah, so I'm a um, coach here obviously at the gym and I've, I've uh, been living in, I'm originally from Ireland, uh, came over here about three and a half years ago. Um, Me too. I just came from Ireland too. Did you? Oh, yeah, I'm your man. You've been working on that accent. <laughs> I'm working on my accent. It's still it's terrible. Coaching me. It's coaching it's me still terrible. We'll, we'll oh, get you there. You, bro. Fuck you. No. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I've, um, I guess I, I grew up like a little bit similar to yourself and that I was playing, you know, I was a, um, a kid that was crazy about ball sports and, and just grew up playing football, running after, running after footballs, uh, basically every hour of the day, um, <laughs> throughout my, throughout my childhood. Um, yeah, they were, they were, they were my main sports of soccer and Gaelic football. Um, so I grew up playing them. That was obviously my first exposure to like, you know, um, to sports, um, um, I was quite serious into that. I was fairly serious uh, up until a point. I sort of like I was. My dad was a big was a a big a big influence. He was a he was a he played at a pretty high level, and so he had a big influence on me there. And and I I sort of stepped into that and and then uh, played all the way through school. Um, came through school. Um, Went and done a bit of work for a while. Was working in uh, was working in the family business, which was my dad's business, is a butcher shop. So he is a he's a butcher shop uh, at home. It was actually what is it? It's yeah, he's he's open now 20, 28 years. So a little small wow. family business. What's it called? Um, <laughs> What's the name of the biz? It's just Howley's Family Butchers. Howley's Ooh, Family. Yeah, that's that. so cool. Yeah, oh. yeah. yeah. So uh, get us some t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> nice, really, really nice little shop, and it's um, yeah, it's um quality you know that's 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 what he's what he's all about so it's um that's evident when you walk in there so he's he's always been a, he's always been about that and does, does does everything sort of the old fashioned way and does everything the right way um 
yeah, so I sort of went into that after after school. I sort of fell into that. Um, done that for I think about six years altogether. Uh, got qualified, obviously, and then and then from there. So I was working with my dad for about four years, and then I went out on my own, working for another company. I was working for them, running running a shop, um, like managing a shop for them. I'd done that for a year, um, and then yeah, then I sort of had enough of that. I was like, I'm not I I liked the work, but it was it was uh, I didn't want to do it forever, basically. So then I was like, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna do a bit of traveling. So I decided to set off to Australia myself and my girlfriend and um yeah that was about three and a half years ago and then i've i've that was when i really transitioned into, into the into the fitness um industry when i came over here got got my first job in a gym in maroubra worked there for two years and then sort of met you guys um, got headhunted yeah pretty much <laughs> got a got a i met you guys maybe an hour maybe about a year and a half into 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 my time in Australia, and then um, yeah, and then eventually, obviously, made the move, made the move over here, and I'm about a year here full time now. Um, so yeah, that's that's where I'm at at the moment. Very cool, man. Mm. Yeah, I remember you came through Instagram. Hey, yeah, you messaged. I messaged, yeah, messaged yeah. you. Um, it was you that responded. Um, yeah, I was I was working in, as I said, I was working in the other gym for about two years, and. I had gotten on really, it was my first job, first serious job in the industry, so um, very grateful for the opportunity, and it was a, it was a good little gym, but like the time I'd worked uh, probably a bit too long there, I, I was looking for an out, um, wasn't sure what the, wasn't sure what the, you know, what the route would be, but um, yeah, basically it ended up that I got myself a car, and then I was able to travel up to Botany, so as soon as I got myself a car, um, I said, right, I'm going to go up and check out this gym because um, I had sort of had been following you guys since since I got here, uh, you know, on Instagram and whatever. And then as soon as I got the car, I was like, right, I'm going to go up there and, and, and check out the space and, and see, can I just do my own bit of training there? And um, yeah, that was when I came up. I'd done a few sessions with you. Yeah. Uh, we went through some stuff and then and then I sort of was training here like just during the day. So in, in between my sessions at the other gym. Um, yeah. And then. That's yeah. That's how it. That's he how it started. He groomed us. Mm. He groomed us. He groomed us. Or did we groom him? <laughs> we thought we groomed him, but yeah. sounds now like he now. I played yous. I played yous. Years. Years. We saw you on the Emmett Lewis workshop, though. Yeah. 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 That was that was about a year and a half. Oh, he like was that inflexible guy. <laughs> no, that was okay. that was. I think that was T. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It was T. It was T. Um, yeah, that Still was about that a. Guy. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was about a year and a half into. Yeah, I was still working at the other gym, and and uh, that was the first time. That was in in the old place, mm. and yeah, Emmett was doing a was doing a workshop there and I was obviously interested in learning more about mobility because um, yeah something that I'm interested in I was doing it more so just to find just to educate myself and how to look after my own body and improve my own mobility that's what I was looking to get out of it um, yeah and we went I, w- I went there and uh, T and Paul were there and Alan was there as well with his wife Mel and um, so I briefly said hello I don't think we had a a conversation as such it was just more of a it's pretty you know, intimidating hello. when you meet the jungle brothers for the first time mm. especially t <laughs> yeah he's a bit of a bit of a stern <laughs> bit of a stern looking eyes. face yeah but then when you talk to him he's a he's a big teddy bear so it's all good <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh yeah so <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, rock hard teddy bear. Porcelain. <laughs> 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 yeah. Like hugging a piece of fucking concrete. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that was that was when I met them. That was when I met his first, um, and then obviously he's moved into the new space. And it was just after he's moved into the new space that I that I came up for my first this space. actual session. <clears throat> yeah, this space. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and yeah. haven't looked back. And we've been very very grateful having you on board. We've we've been happy with the progress, and it's been awesome so far. Mm. You're not going anywhere, bro. <laughs> Keeps talking about it, but... <laughs> no. Contract's been signed. It's done. <laughs> yeah, you're an asset, bro. It's good. And you, you're busy, you know, you've come, a, you've, come a, you've come a long way in a short space of time with your beers and with your training and all those things. Yeah, looking back on it, it has been a pretty short space of time, like only, only three and a half years, so I'm still pretty fresh in the game. Um, but yeah, um, yeah I've, I've been running my own business for about a year now. Um, and that's gone well. That was obviously a big. That was a big step. I sort of had that safety net in uh, in my old job of, um, you know, uh, just getting a getting a paycheck every every. They'd get the clients <coughs> in, and then they get the clients in. I trade them. Yeah, I don't didn't have to worry about anything. I just sort of turned up and and uh, you know trained the people, looked after them, and and went about my business. But um, yeah, obviously. So that was a massive jump uh, to come over here, and um, they do that out there. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not really, but <laughs> say they do. Um, yeah, so that was yeah, that was that was the that was the big jump. So yeah, I spent a bit of bit. Of, it took me a while. I was working there part time for a while as well. Um, that's how it initially right. started. I was doing a few. I was uh, shadowing Joey in some classes and uh, done that for a bit. And then eventually, I think I got a couple of couple of classes, and then I got. A cl- you know, a client that I was training a couple of times a week. And yeah, then eventually I just uh, made the move after a while, like sort of made sure it was the right time. And, and when I made the move, I was lucky enough that um, a few, I won't say how many, but a few of the of the clients from the old gym um, came with me. So that was a that was a massive help. Um, so I just they made- They chose ma- to come with you. Yes. Just in case your boss is listening. Just in case he's listening, yeah. Ex-boss, ex-boss. Ex-boss, yeah. Uh, Yeah, they did. (laughs) 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 I didn't hold a gun to their head or anything. Um, So, yeah, so that was a massive help and that helped. That that just really helped with the the transition into working for myself. I guess that's that's maybe just a quick thing to explain for folks is that, um, yeah, like there's different routes that personal trainers can take, right? So you can can go and work for a studio or, or or a gym where they pay you per hour and they give mm. you their, the clients and then they take yeah. a cut of what the client pays and you get a percentage of that. Um, or you can go work for a big gym like Fitness First or something where you pay a big rental fee to essentially run your business within the walls of their business. Yeah. Um, and, then I, and then I get it, like then there's what we have here, which is where you, 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 know, you, you pay some rent to us, yeah. but essentially you are, you're, you're part of the gym here. You run some classes, but then you're also building your own business in here. Yeah. So there's a lot of room for, for evolution, isn't there? There is, yeah. And it's, it's um, yeah, obviously it's a lot more attractive, you know, um, making that transition from working for somebody else to yourself. Um, yeah, just financially it's a lot. It's, you know, it's a much, for me coming in as a coach, it's a much better, it's a much better model. And, and you feel part, you're not just another like trainer in the gym or you're not just another number. You're a part of the coaching staff here, um, a part of the family as such. And then, yeah, and then obviously you're working on, you know, your own, my own business on the side, which is like 80% of the work that I do in here is for myself, but, you know, in terms of coaching, but, um, um, but yeah, still like a massive part of the gym and the coaching staff here as well, which is cool. Yeah, it is so, cool. Yeah. For people that don't know what PT is, what is it? 
Personal training. Personal training. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's the it's the it's the, the, the private the private coaching or the one to one stuff or sometimes it's a small group thing. But it um it's a it's a very necessary part of, of the product, isn't it? Because not everyone's interested in the class thing. Mm. And you know, they they might not like it from a social aspect or they might feel inadequate yeah. or perhaps they just prefer not to talk and they want to just come and train or they want to do something <coughs> specialized. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some uh, people that just prefer to work solo as well. Uh, so I would say if you're in too intimidated to work in a big group or you're feeling like you're not quite up to to uh, general population level of, of health or fitness and um, that, in, that environment's intimidating for you, PT is a really good place to start. And also if you're time deficient or you need to travel to find a good coach it might be a good idea to to be working with someone one-on-one once or twice a week and then training somewhere closer to home. So that works out well as, too. Uh, another scenario would be if you're an athlete or you've got very specific goals that don't necessarily get covered in a big group, then PT is a, a really good option there. So you can find a coach that specialises in what you what you like. Uh, what other scenarios are yeah, there? Like Injuries? Training for an event. <clears throat> whether it's like, yeah. oh, this year I want to do City to Surf or I'm getting married in November and I want to train towards that. Another yeah. specific goal. Like specific goals. Yeah, it's yeah. more, it's more, it, it's definitely just more centered around you. specificity. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, like a lot of the people that I, a lot of the people that I work with when I think about it are, are people that just um, aren't suitable to a, to a class environment. Maybe they are now, but in the past they've gone into a class environment and they've got hurt. Um, and that is just because what they're doing is not, you know, they might have, you know, whatever, they've got a couple of niggly, niggly injuries or, or, you know, like a bad back or maybe they're just weak in certain areas and then that just gets, that just gets, you know, um, that just Overlooked. gets found out in class. Oh, yeah, like yeah, when, they, yeah, okay. when, they, when they go into a situation in, in the class and it, it can be a competitive environment a lot of times as well and, mm, um, yeah. you know, you, sometimes, you know, whatever you, yeah, you might just be, you know, the endorphins are running high and you just give something a crack and it's and your body's just not able for it and then they've got injured. Um and that's happened a lot of that's happened to a good few of my clients and and then so I work with them um and we're working specifically on on what it is they need. Um yeah, whereas in the class obviously it's a I mean, you know, like here for example, the programming, you know, like most people most the majority of people are going to benefit highly from the programming that's in the classes here, mm. but there is some cases um, where it won't be suitable because you know they need to they need more work and on, on certain extra. areas, mm. and I think that's where that's where the PT comes in, or, or you know maybe they're just not getting enough. There's something that they're just like a certain movement that they're working on in class, and they just can't they yeah. just can't get it. They just don't have the they're not getting enough exposure to it. Um, you know, in the 10, 15 minute time cap that that we're working on it in class. So they need to just, you know... Upskill just a little up bit. The, up the volume, yep. yeah, up the volume, up the frequency, and um, that's where the PT can come in, and, uh, you know, you can just spend, you know... In, in where, you know, if you're working on a clean, for example, or something, you know, just for example, uh, it might take somebody that's new to that movement, it might take them, you know, four or five, you know, sometimes, whatever, it might take them six weeks before they sort of get the hang of that movement where you're working one-on-one with somebody, you're spending yep. a lot more time on it. It just fast-tracks the whole process and they might, you know, get the hang of it in, you know, a week or two. Um, uh, yeah, so I think, yeah, a lot of people use it uh, for that reason. 
I, I see it works really well too uh, for a lot of people on the accountability side of things. Mm. So, you know, you have people that have all the best intentions about training and, and that happens here with gym members. Um, and for whatever reason, maybe they're not feeling highly motivated at that time and coming to the classes just doesn't give them enough accountability because if they don't show up to class, mm. we'll get in touch with them generally. We'll notice after a week or two, but yeah. there's no immediate like there's no immediate uh, accountability for them not showing up. Mm. Um, whereas if they book in PT with you and they've got to meet you at 9 a.m. tomorrow, like there's strong accountability there because you're waiting for them and they've paid a premium price for it. Yeah. And I think that, that that's, that's a really valuable thing for people to realize because oftentimes you'll talk to someone about PT and, you know, let's just say PTs are charging somewhere around 100 bucks, 110 bucks an hour, some more, some less. Um, but people will be like, oh, that's quite expensive. But if you consider that, if you consider what you would place as a value on your health and fitness and think, well, maybe if I invested in that for a few months with somebody, that might actually be the catalyst to get me into the habit where I'm then either comfortable to come to classes or I'm comfortable to go and train by myself or maybe I keep seeing them once a week, like I drop it down. Yeah. It can be a really worthwhile investment. And mm. I think that, it, it, yeah, it's, it's a great tool for that. Totally, yeah. Um. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, there's lots, lots of things that it's, um, lots of things. It'll suit lots of people. Um, but yeah, they're probably the most, you know, the most cases that I work with anyway are are uh, are people that yeah, just need a bit more, need a, need a bit more specific programming and 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 want to focus in on a more specific uh, movement. Headspace is a really important one too. There's some people getting into a big big group of uh, individuals. Uh, can be really intimidating, uh, especially if you're if you're looking at everyone and they all look really healthy and fit and they're doing things you can't do. Uh, PT is a really good segue to build confidence, get you uh, to a level of health where you feel less uh, intimidated moving into a, into a bigger group scenario. Yeah, mm. totally. Yeah, but the thing you said about uh, putting the value on accountability, I think, has been such a powerful uh tool for us even with our own education just to invest some money into something and then it's like right okay i've paid for this and now the, the more something costs in a way the more, the more you, get you out put it. into it yeah which is yeah when i when you first ran me through the psychology behind that that whole scenario i was like holy shit it totally makes sense when you think about it. Yeah, it's somewhat unfortunate, but it's true, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it seems kind of fucked up, but uh, yeah, you, you get something for free and you just, you don't, you don't um, value, it, value it. Don't see it through. Yeah, it's so true. Like, okay, I'm going to, I got <clears throat> booked 10 sessions. It's not a lot of training and I'm going to fork up over a thousand bucks. And it's like, okay, I got to make a conscious decision that I'm putting uh, a value on my health and now I'm going to give it my best shot. Yeah, and then you're like, and then you find yourself... I'm eating a bit better. I'm, I'm sleeping like I'm working harder on my sleep because all because That's, you made that thousand yeah. dollar investment. Right. It's not just the hour; it's kind of the carryover to the rest of your life. So true. Yeah. I and had then this you realize it's actually a very small price to pay, right? For a fucking quality of life. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly. I mean, the classic example is a, a premium cost gym like ours, where you're going to pay. It's going to cost you some thousands of dollars over a year to train at, or you can go to a 24 hour gym where you pay a handful of gold coins a week and you don't show up for 18 months. Like mm. you don't go there. Yeah. So people are like, oh, well, that's really cheap. That's good value. And it's like, well, you didn't go. Like you actually didn't go. Like there's, there's, 
there's negative value there because you forked out for nothing. Yeah. Whereas here, it's like you fork out, but man, you get a lot. Yeah. You know, you Way get a lot in exchange for that. Yeah. I think the other thing that's really important with the PT piece that we can often overlook as coaches, because for us, it's quite, it can be quite mechanical. It's like someone comes in, they have a goal. The goal is usually based around what they want from their training or they want to change their body composition or they want some accountability or whatever. But then you find once you're on, when you're a bit deeper in the process with an individual, the, the, the training is happening and you're doing the stuff and everything's progressing. But you're then having these conversations that go much deeper than just the training. You're talking about lifestyle. They're talking to you about perhaps um, any difficulties they're having with their own mindset. Could be emotional things like any mental things. And it's very easy to find yourself in a kind of mentor role with, with these people, which I know for me personally, I, I really welcome because I feel like I can add value to, to that person's mm. life by, you know, let's talk about whatever. Let me help you with some goal setting or that kind of thing. Um, so you end up becoming more than just like a trainer, right? You're kind of coaching these people across a multitude of things. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Just yeah, being in the ear <coughs> yeah. to someone to be able to talk to. Yeah, and you end up you end up developing really deep, like you know, deep rooted relationships with um, with your clients, and you get to know them really well, and they become friends, you know. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, you have some moments. Fuck yeah, it gets emotional, there, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely. Can. Yeah, get real emotional. I was just thinking about that that point of the the paying, you know, what you pay for, you value. I had this conversation with a fella that I met the other day. Um, he had a very uh, He's a real lefty, I guess. Lovely guy, and he had some very, like, very strong kind of lefty views, and um, and he was, and I, you know, I have some lefty. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm not. I don't, I don't like to be conservative, so I try to be more left. But his, uh, he was saying, um, I can't remember what we were talking. Oh, we we're talking about. That's right. We we're talking about Tony Robbins, and um, these people that go around running these, these, you know, seminars or whatever, and you pay big bucks. And you go sit in a room full of people and you get to listen to them for a day or two days. And, you know, and he was like, he was having a whinge about it. He's like, I reckon it's kind of fucked because if those people are really passionate about what it is that they're teaching and wanting to help people, then they would they give would. it for free. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh man, like I see your point, but like, you know, I, I told him, I'm like, my job is to coach and I, I, t- I have conversations with people every day about how I can help them. Mm. And... I'll tell you what, I've given out that many fucking free programs and I've made that many, I've given people golden nuggets of information, things that I've paid big money to learn in a conversation, but they, they disregard it. I'm yeah. like, but as soon as I package it up and make it a program and I sell it to them, then the person does the thing and they, they get the value of the thing that I taught them. So I'm like, I, I like your idea, but I, I actually think it's flawed because you can give people free information, but they're not going to use it. Yeah, generally people don't. You have to make the investment. Yeah, right? Mm. It's like, an, it's, like a, it's your commitment in. It was a tricky one because I was like, I don't want to sound like a capitalist scumbag, but it doesn't work that way for most people. You know, you could give them all the gold and the, all the, you know, the best information in the world and it just gets lost. So mm-hmm. if you really care about the, the person, you have to do what it takes to, to actually have something stick with them. So yeah. that, his theory might work, but it'll only work for a small percentage of people who are highly motivated or in a desperate situation where they have to take that advice. Spot on. But for the majority of people, they've come to you or, you know, they're looking for that and they need that push or, or that thing that motivates them. And, and, yeah, money motivates, I guess. Totally. Well, it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a value, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 
that's the time and effort mm. that you've put into something to get that, mm. and then you've got to carry that over to something yeah. that you that you value. And it's often like I guess they don't because at the beginning it's hard for them to see the value, but they yeah. need it. They know they need it, but they can't see it. But their language is money. Like they see the value in money today, but they don't see the value in you know hard work and reps or whatever yeah. it is. And hopefully they get that over the course of training with you, and then it's like yeah. And, and in the end, when you've invested a bunch of money and mm. a bunch of time in your training, it's still much, much cheaper than what you're going to be paying if you don't. Me- Sooner yeah, or later, yeah. you're going to pay. That's Sooner correct. or later, yeah. you're yeah. going to be fucking... Physios, yeah, chiro, doctors. Physio, chiro, doctors, medicine. medication, operations and all the other shit. It's the mental health thing cure, too, you know. Rather than just investing in, in, yeah. a, in a, in a um, preventative medicine. Mm. That and it's as simple as that. You invent, and it doesn't matter what scenario it is. And very, very few um, exceptions to this rule. But spending money on prevention is always cheaper than spending money on a cure, and the outcome is always better. Yeah, always. That's a uh, nugget from the uh, sustainability yeah. think Fuck. tank, right there. That's right. Fucking hell, you know, like, what, yeah. what, Burn the rainforest down, or we're going to grow some fucking trees. <laughs> yeah. And if you really want to get the hey, benefit don't hate from on that, Bolsonaro, bro. <laughs> and if you really want to get the benefit from that little piece of maybe advice, a little bit conservative, so what? <laughs> it's creating jobs over there in Brazil. <laughs> we need listers to put money, uh, send money through, so they can actually action that bit of advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every nugget doesn't work that. otherwise. <laughs> yeah. I was also saying it's uh, you say about the, the the cost that you know, and and it's not just monetary value as well. But yeah, the cost is in the health bills, in the you know quality of life, doctors. But it's also the, the like the mental health thing, I think, uh, as yes. well. So Big it's one. like, yeah, it, maybe you won't get injured or you won't get sick, but it's going to check affect the quality of your life and and your lifestyle and how you live it. And you know, I'm I'm looking to a crystal ball, but um, I kind of I've seen it around, and I think we all have. And, you know, it can affect relationships and stuff like that too and your own self-esteem more importantly, etc. Especially when one partner gets real fit and the other one decides to sit on the fucking couch all day. Yeah. This is a money breaker. And then they start start to fight against them. (laughs) Like then it's like, I was going to come to the gym with you but (laughs) now that you're doing so well at the gym, I'm definitely not coming to the gym (laughs) with you. (laughs) Because (laughs) fuck you. (laughs) The divides, Uh, the the chasm starts. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. It's a little crack in the... That's actually what PT. I have, uh, you know, I've had that, like, sort of experience as well with PT, and uh, yeah, where uh, it's like, oh, my, my my husband's really fit, you know. So it's, this is me starting, and I hate when he says this, and you know, it's definitely when it say, yeah. when it's the male <laughs> who's who's fit, and it's yeah. the female that's starting the journey. That usually that seems to be like quite okay. I, yeah, yeah. But no, when it's the <laughs> when it's the opposite, when the female starts and she's making mad progress, yeah, the guy like the ego get gets crushed. Ego. He just shut. They shut down. <laughs> yes. If you're a uh, if you're a boyfriend or a husband of any of the females that train at Jungle Brothers, I'd please come and introduce yourself to us. <laughs> we're always open to <laughs> meet you. There is, we, we love I'm you. A, I'm the least intimidating yeah. person. I'd be gl- happy to train people and bro down with them for That's sure. That's right. Well, there's uh, uh, something I wanted to drop earlier with that you know, when, when we bring people into our classes, we actually make them do three, as a minimum, three personal training sessions, right? Mm. Where yeah. we, because it's, it, it, it's, you know, we see it as irresponsible to throw someone who's just coming off the street into a class format. We know nothing about them. Nothing about their injuries, nothing about what they need, nothing about their where their where their heads at. Um, so those three hours that we get to spend with them allows us to assess all those things and then make a call. Hey, yes. 
classes are good for you or hey, let's spend a little bit more time together? Mm. Uh, yeah, so the three classes, we've got the first one, which is a foundation. And, and I would, uh, this is advice to anyone who's looking for a PT uh, out there, whether you're near Jungle Brothers or not. Uh, is that firstly look for someone with a bit of experience, make sure that they specialise in the areas that you're that you have interest in, and make sure they screen you. And if they don't know how to screen, so fuck red flag, mate, back out, get out of there, back out, because how the hell is someone going to be able to fix you if they don't know what the hell's wrong with you to start? It's like going to a mechanic and put your car in the mechanic and then not even like. Fixing it. Well, they don't even ask you what the problem is. Yeah, they don't ask you what the problem is. Chuck new tyres on it, you're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Check the air con yeah. when, like, the engine's steaming. That's right. So <laughs> and the screen is just uh, uh, checking your range of motion and your ability to stabilise. Very simple, uh, low-impact stuff. We're looking for imbalances in the body, left side, right side, front to back, that kind of stuff. Simple, effective, gives us a blueprint of how your body performs biomechanically. And then from the back of that, we can build some prehabilitative exercises that help rebalance your framework before you start to build on it. Mm. And the next two sessions after that, one is for introduction to our body weight system, and the, the one after that is a, a barbell introductory uh, session. But as well. uh, and often, like depending on what you find in the screen in the first session, it's going to influence how the next two sessions roll out as oh, well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Then so after that, that, yeah, we relay that to all of our coaches <clears throat> in the gym so each coach knows exactly what your profile is before you even hit the floor. You've got a fair idea of what they're dealing with before, before you actually start to train. Mm. So if your gym's not doing that get or your PT doesn't do that, get out of there. Get out of there. Come to Jungle Brothers. Yeah, it reminds me when I first went to the gym when I was um, – fuck, how old Four? was I? Four. <laughs> yeah, benchies. Benchies. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'd like to do benchies. When I, I this new gym opened up in Gladesville where I grew up, and um, it was like it was like a gym of the future. It opened up next to the aquatic center, and it was I'm it sure was I went there. fucking huge. And it was like a big spaceship kind of place. Like it, even thinking back now, it was it was wild. And I think it was like a thousand dollars a year. Like it was really expensive yeah. and I signed up. They had some intro memberships and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And I remember going up into this huge weights area and there was like no one there except for this one <laughs> massive Tongan guy called Pita. And he was, he was about 140 kilos what was his name? of Pita, of pure muscle, right? And, he, and I, I met up with this, uh, with this personal trainer and he's like, let me give you a program. And he just gave me a program. He's like, this is what you need. And it was like, Benchies and some dumbbell <laughs> flies and some fucking benchies and oh, yeah. you know all the stuff I wanted and needed right no screen no conversation <laughs> no like anything just here's a program and then uh, and then Peter was like hey you're the only other guy here let's train together <laughs> and he was a bouncer at could you could you Bay you Hotel like. and I was like oh okay I couldn't even lift his fucking dumbbells like I'm trying to squat I'm trying to squat this guy <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't even pick up the fucking dumbbells, man. And we're doing these crazy drop sets and shit. Like, I couldn't even do push-ups, you know what I mean? It was like, it was so fun. Then he turned up one day and he had this, he had this massive slash down his arm. I'm like, what happened, bro? And he's like, oh, last night uh, at, the, at work I got stabbed. And I'm like, I'm like, I was just like, dude, we're not good training partners. I don't know if I can give you what you need. But I had, I had the most unsuccessful journey there. I think I fucked around for about six or eight months. And then I'm like... I'm going to cancel my yeah. membership, please. Yeah, like it was so ineffective. And I had that experience numerous times um, with different pitas. 
around the place. <laughs> and then, you know, and it's funny to look back and go, oh, how much time I wasted if I just found someone who could talk to me and tell me, hey, young man, I think this would be a good way for you to start. Here's what you should do. It would have been so much cooler oh, and yeah. more efficient. Fast track. Yeah. Uh, Fruitful. Oh, that reminds me that um, about the youth, the youths that we have coming in the gym as well. Oh, um, yeah. The young Joey Worthington's out there. <laughs> I feel it's you, funny because we had like I wasn't a lot born of born this way. <laughs> we got a lot of parents who brought their kids around, and um, yeah, we've had a few young teens well, we and a couple now. that are turning sixteen. Yeah, not quite, but no, yeah, yeah. Timmy, Timmy's not a young one anymore. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he started here, and look at him now. Yeah, um, but yeah, we got a couple of young guys that I see as as the young Joe. Um, yeah, and I, I freaking love having them come in. Two of the boys just joined class this week, both sixteen. And um, yeah, it's good. I, and I, I, I love training them because I was training these guys one-on-one and now they're joining classes. And uh, I, I love helping the, the young fellas find their feet. Um, there's obviously lots of people walking around in the gym. You know, they're adults first and foremost, but there's also some people that they look at like, holy shit, pretty intimidating. So I'm that guy that came up to young Joey, held his hand and gave him that program. But you're, in you're another the good dimension. guy. I'm, yeah. the good, I'm the good Tong and not the... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, no, well, Peter wasn't bad. But <laughs> good guy. Yeah, cool. What's the strangest... Uh, I'll hit you up with this one, Az. What, mm-hmm. what's, what's the strangest PT what, like exchange you've, you've ever had? Uh, you mean like... Yeah, go on. Um, that you're allowed you to say any? on air. Strangest one. Um... Off the top of my head, I can. I had. Um, I don't know. Off the top of my head, I can just think of one of my clients uh, breaking into tears during a during a session. Oh, just when yeah, we, uh, when we, uh, not from like training or anything, but uh, when we were uh, we were just having a chat and, um, yeah, she had some stuff going on, and then, um, yeah, I don't know. Whatever I said just triggered this this response, and she basically just started bawling, crying. And uh, she was just super, super busy with her, with her, with her work and her personal life, and she's running around after the kids, and just like she just didn't hadn't stopped. I was actually suggesting that we do some. Um, I remember, that we were, I was suggesting that we. Uh, I was trying to tell her, or advise her to, um, to try and establish a, a breathing practice every day. So like a very, a very short, you know, like five to ten minutes sort of thing. I said, I think this will be really really good for you um, as, as we started to go deeper and, and I like obviously I know I know her quite a while now she's really really busy and um, she was like no 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 I don't I don't need that like she's one of those she's like no I don't need that what are we doing next like sort of thing and I was like I was like um, you know whatever the conversation went the way it did and then and then yeah she just broke into tears and she just said like I'm just so I'm just so busy I'm just like just just overwhelmed um, so yeah that's the one that sticks out from just just off the top of my head but there's been lo- there's been many but uh, I can't just un- put me on the spot a little bit. I can't really. <laughs> I've had that before. That's actually. the one. That's the one that's coming to me. Exercise. What's, can what's your best one? Oh, I've got a couple. It, it, but it is. <laughs> but it is. Yeah. It, it happens with exercise, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, you've got all of that built up, like pressure, when it can manifest in, uh, like the physical and the mental and the rest of it and mm. life stuff, and then all of a sudden. Just that little bit of movement can just release that pressure valve, and it all comes out. Especially because, like, often What's you a know, bit vivid with with, tra- with training, it, 
<laughs> with training. <laughs> it's funny because it makes me think of... Yeah, <laughs> Just because training is challenging. It's like yes. the way you set it out and the program's there. And so it's, it's stress. So it's, it's stress, stress on the body. On the body. Yeah. Exactly. And you, we're trying to keep them adequately stressed but keep it, you know, manageable. Keep it real. So it's measured little dosages of stress. Um, and when they've got, when people have a lot of stress um, and they've got these challenges facing and we're asking a little bit more of them, we're teetering on that line and, and the levy often, often breaks. Like it's, mm. it's not uncommon is what I'm saying to listeners. Mm. Um, and it's, it's kind of norm, normal in a way. I haven't had any experience like that um, exactly. But you have. I've had a couple of strange, yeah. strange exchanges. I had one girl pass out. Doing an overhead standing overhead press, she she um she she fainted, but she fainted and her body went into like this proprioceptive mode. It was really strange. Like she pushed the bar above her head and she was just standing there with the bar above her head, barbell above her head, a bit of weight on it, and then her eyes rolled back into the back of her head, and then she just kind of passed out. But as as the body was rolling around or moving around. It was balancing on its own. Holy and I was shit. Like, like she didn't I, collapse. I put my hand in front of her face and I was waving it like, hello, you okay? And there was no response. So I had to walk. lock out. Yeah, I she walked her out. over. Oh, no, I, got, I like lowered the barbell down mm. and then walked her over to a bench and sat her on the bench. And then she opened She still her have eyes. her arms up over her head? I, I took the, the bar out of the hands uh, to kind of Born pry it a bit. Side. And then, yeah. yeah, and she was like... Wow. Yeah, it was really strange. Wasn't, epi- wasn't an epileptic fit? I, I don't know what it was. Because I know they have those ones sometimes yeah. where they freeze. Where they freeze. But mm. uh, when she opened her eyes again, she's sitting on the bench and she was like, oh, what the hell just happened then? She was looking around. It was kind of Jeez. strange. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. That's yeah. crazy. That's I, scary. I another one. Now, this wasn't me, mind you. So there was a guy that uh, I know, PT, but this fella used to pay him to watch him train. Oh, same I right? know. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure that wasn't... Dude would sure just sit and watch. He, he would just follow... Yeah, just, just, so he would train and he would just pay to, to watch <laughs> well, it. Hang on. I'm, yeah, this wasn't <laughs> me. Wasn't <laughs> hang on. <laughs> I know a friend of a friend. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so he would pay him uh, to watch him train. It was really bizarre. It was strange. But he took the money because... Fuck, he, fair's fair. Was, uh, I'm sure he's paying him probably a lot. We've got bills to pay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a um I had a girl when I worked at Anytime Fitness, this this British girl, and she came in, she's like, Yeah, I wanna lose I wanna lose weight and, and you know, whatever, I got a thing coming out. I was like, Cool, I can help you, you know, and um she she was like, Cool, let's get started. We're gonna do two sessions a week and it's gonna be like super intense and you can help me lose all this weight and I was like, Yeah, okay. I'm like, it's not really what I'm about, but I can help you, you know. So she came into the first session and she's like just so you know, I can't sweat today because I've just had my makeup done and I've had my hair done and today I can't sweat. So we just have to keep it not sweaty. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to be tricky. So I managed it and she's still got a bit sweaty, but, you know, it, it, whatever. Then the next session, like, um, it, it took this really kind of... She, she made our relationship take this kind of... I don't know what the word is. Almost like I was the, the, the dominant one and she was like the, the submissive one. She kind of shaped it like that and then like we did a few sessions and she'd be like she'd come in again with her hair done and whatever and I'm like look you, you can't like we can't really work properly if, you, if you're always getting your hair done and your makeup done and stuff you know and then I remember she was doing an exercise one day and she's like 
she's like looking at me and she's like, you love seeing me sweat, don't you? Like, you just love making me work hard. And I was like, and I was like, it was like she was trying to make it sexual or something. And I'm like, I'm like, I fucking, I just don't like being around you at all. I was like, you know, and I was really trying to like be cool. And then I was like, that's not going to work out. I think you should find another trainer. Like, you're a real ball breaker. Yeah. And she was like, well, I didn't think you were very good anyway. And I was like, fuck, all right. And that happened. Leave me a five-star review. Yeah, that was, oh. the, that was the end. That was the end. We okay. did like three sessions. So for listeners out there, <laughs> there are, you're going to find different PTs with different styles and, and we have a variety of them here. Uh, we've got nine trainers here. Nine coaches. All nine coaches. Day. Yeah. All specialising in different areas. Maybe you can talk about your specialisations, Aaron. I know you've got your business that's, that's kicked can off. Can we? Can we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, You're just fucking snoring then, bro. Don't think I didn't notice that big yawn. I've had a big morning. Rubbing his eyes. Big morning. You're overworking me. <laughs> <laughs> you said it's your own business then. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I, I guess I guess I, you'd say that I, I specialize in strength and mobility. That's mainly what I'm... What's the name of it? Mainly what I'm around. The name of the, my business is Move Strong Training. So... Dot com? Uh, dot com, dot au, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's actually... Mo- the web, yeah, online it's uh, movestrongsydney.com.au. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, I guess, my training style or like the style that I implement with my clients. But... Um, yeah, so it's, it says it in the name, really. Like, um, I'm, I'm, my intention, for the most part, is to improve, Im- Im- improve people's mobility and their movement capacity first, and then build strength on top of that. And that's that's uh, in an in an ideal scenario. Like, that's what I'll that's what I'll aim to do. Uh, obviously, if you know, if somebody, if somebody comes to me and and which they have done, and and you know, say they want to lose twenty kilos, then I don't take that you know, take that approach. You know, I'll still screen them and make sure that they move well, but uh, obviously I'll take a different approach to the to the training. But that strength, uh, yeah, strength and, and mobility is the is the style that I like to that I like to implement. Yeah. And what made you what made you choose those those two particular topics for you? Um yeah, so similar to a lot of people that sort of end up in the end up, you know, doing the movement thing. Um I was training when I I, th- I started the gym. Not th- I maybe was around sixteen when I started. Like I was or seventeen. I was fairly fairly late to it. I think and um um wasn't wasn't all that into it really at the start. I was just doing it to sort of help my you know to get stronger and to sort of you know it was it was to make me better like a better athlete when I was playing football. So that's what it was for. It was just about getting bigger and stronger. And When you, you know, say football, are you talking soccer? I'm or talking t- Gaelic football. Gaelic so football. Yeah. For, for how, how, how's that game work just in, uh, in a nutshell? Like a, a, the, the easiest way that I could explain it is that it's pretty similar to AFL. Right. Um, yeah, to the to people who'll be listening to this, it's pretty it's pretty, pretty similar. You, similar shape ball or round ball? No, nah, it's a round ball, but it's like catch and kick. Um, there's goal posts but it'll be like it's like a rugby a rugby post so you've got a a, a net on the bottom and you've got a you know so you can it's like score. soccer goals with like oh, holy shit. uprights yeah okay. or that's rugby cool. or rugby posts a rugby post yeah. with a net underneath a rugby yeah. post with a net yeah that's yep. that's that's what the, that's what the yeah that's what the goal posts are so um yeah if you kick it over the bar it's one point if you score a goal which will be below the bar that's three points and they have a goalie they do so yeah, have a goalie. So there's, it's it's similar but very different to AFL. The similarities are like there's obviously there's it's catch kick. It's very it's very physical. Um, there's a lot of running. 
Um, can you tackle? kick it just? Can you kick it like along the ground, like a soccer ball as well? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, you can you can do that, but you won't do that for very long because you'll just get you'll just someone will just come along and mow you down. So mow you have down. to yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you can do that. Yeah, it's and pretty you're tackling. Yeah, yeah you're tackling. Yeah. Tackling. Yeah, you can't pull people to the ground like you can in AFL. So you can't sort of drag them. You hold them up or something. In AFL, you can grab them around the around the arms your tr the aim is to sort of trap the arms and then they have to release the ball uh, basically or if they get brought to the ground and they haven't released the ball then it's a turnover that's an afl but in gaelic uh, you can tackling wise you can sh you can you can shoulder somebody shoulder to shoulder but if yep. it's shoulder to chest then it's then it's a foul well i mean fuck if you're going for the shoulder and you're just having the fucking shoulder <laughs> charging in the face <laughs> well, look, right? yeah, i mean fair. i mean it happens all the time but, <laughs> yeah, but uh, is there yeah. cheap shots like <laughs> afl oh like yeah yeah it's, it's a very dirty. it's a very physical game especially at the <laughs> at the high level there's an awful lot of off the ball stuff so you know <laughs> like yeah a massive amount of that um i love that aspect of afl mm yeah i love that off the ball yeah shit. afl used to be for me it's a gone it used <clears> to be a lot more um argy than it is now yeah like it's died down a lot and All even sports have yeah yeah sucks yeah and gay like yeah they have actually bring, yeah. back and, the um, beef. bring back a bit of that physicality yeah, yeah. a little bit it's a little bit's good a like bit. yeah um but what were we, what were we talking about before? You're talking about your yeah, yeah, how, how you yeah. your your journey through your through your football and you started at the yeah, gym so i started yeah sorry so i so i so i started at the gym just to improve improve my football basically um and then i ran into i was doing that for a little while and i i then started having problems with my hips so um that went on for a couple sort of a couple of years i played uh played played on regardless of the, the issues that i was having i was basically having just a lot of pain and, and tightness in my hips i'd pull up really really sore after games so i'd play a game on it i remember when it was sort of at its worst i'd play a game on a sunday and then we'd normally train Tuesday, Thursday, and then have a game on, uh, we'd have a game every Sunday morning. But when it was at its worst, I would play the game on the Sunday. Wouldn't be fit to train because I literally couldn't move. I was in, I was, I'd be in so much pain for the few days after the match. And then it would start to settle down. And sort of by Friday, Saturday, I'd be sort of good to go again. And I'd play again on Sunday. And then I'd just done that for like a full season. And then after that season, I was like, right, I have to get this get this looked at, got it looked at, um, and I needed, I needed surgery on it. So I was around 20 at, at the time. And That's pretty scary for 20, for a 20 year old. Yeah, like yeah, it was a shock. It was a shock, yeah, because um, I mean, obviously I knew there was something wrong, but I was hoping that it was just, you know, something that could be fixed by, you know, at the Modern time I was medicine. like, you know, going to a, going to a physio <laughs> or like, you know, yeah, just getting, getting a diagnosis and then, and then doing whatever I had to, to fix it. But he was like, your hips in a bad way. Basically I had extra, it, it was a hereditary thing, so I had extra bone on the top of my femur, and um, and then I was playing so much sports. Like growing growing up, I was just I was playing for the school team, my club. I was playing a bit of county football at underage level, which is like you know the equivalent of say playing with the Sydney Swans Academy, that sort of thing. Mm. Like it'd be it'd be that that level. So I was doing a bit of that when I was younger, and um, yeah, just had a massive amount of like load put on my body and basically that coupled with the hip problems that I was having um, just ended up in, I, I just ended up ripping my hip to bits basically. Uh, the cartilage was just torn to shreds and, and there was this extra bone on top of the femur. So basically the surgeon was like, yeah, we have to, he said, your left hip is, is in a really bad way. That needs to be done like straight away if you want to, um, you know, if you want to get back playing basically. And, um, and I was in so much pain. I was just like, all right, 
like <laughs> Open me let's up. do it uh, yeah and then um he said the right one is not great either he said you might you'll you'll need that done at some at some stage he says it, it might be next year it might be in five years time but you'll definitely need it done at some stage so then i was like all right um so I ended up getting the two of them done within a year of each other. So I, I had the first one done. I went away traveling, uh, went away, lived in California for a few months, came back, got the other one, got the other one done straight away, and then uh, rehabbed that. And then I got back playing. I was back playing football within, say, a year of the first one. Oh wow! Yeah, and then so I went, and went feeling good. Yeah, feeling really good. I remember waking up. I mean, obviously I was on painkillers, but like going when I went home. My the pain was just gone. Like I, it was, yeah, it was wow. un, it was unreal. It was a massive, massive relief. I remember just waking up and just being like that because it was a constant pain, uh, and it was just gone. I was like, oh, this is brilliant. And then, um, um, yeah. So then it was sort of after that that I changed the my thinking on training because before that I'd been just doing what everyone was doing, what every you know, you know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen year old sort of does when they first start at the gym is just doing the bodybuilder thing. So benchies, yeah, benchies, tricep extensions. Um, you know, on tricep the kickback. That was an old tricep favorite. kickback. Yeah, yeah. Seated rows, yeah. seated rows, lap crush, lap pull downs, all that, all that good stuff. Leg yeah. press. Oh, your man. Leg press. Yeah, and um, yeah. So, so then I was like, right. Well, I need to. I, I sort of seen that I was doing, I was doing my body a disservice because I was just, I was loading it. I was loading it up when it shouldn't have been loading up. You know, I was squatting like you know pretty big weights when I didn't have the prerequisites to squat without a weight. So. Um, yeah, so they just got me thinking, and then I, I obviously wanted to look ahead to the future. I wanted to to be able to, you know, play football and, and not have to get another hip surgery, and you know, not have arthritis when I'm, you know, 30, or which was what the surgeon said as well. He said you'll have arthritis very early in your life. So I was just like, well, what can I do to try and you know prevent this, or like at least uh, you know put this off as far as I can, you know, down the track. So they, that's what led me into this sort of body weight training. Um, and the whole, you know, mobility thing. So um, I started to research a bit, started to, you know, stumble across a few people who were sort of teaching this, this stuff and then um, read up on it a bit, educated myself and then, yeah, just gradually learned, learned about, um, you know, attended a few workshops then eventually and just learned the, um, learned the methods, you know, from, um, from a bunch of coaches around the world. And, and, um, and that's really what, that's really what inspired me to get into that style of training, uh, just to look after myself initially. And then, and then I obviously seen a massive, uh, that had a big effect on me. Like it obviously, um, my body was feeling great. My, my mobility was improving. I was completely bored with, as well as it, you know, not doing my body any good. I was just completely bored with the, you know, the bodybuilder approach to training. And I, I, I fell out of like love with training. I, I used to like, I wouldn't be looking forward to going to the gym. So, um, yeah, so it just took a took a different route, and I was I was like, this is just a great. I love the minimalist approach to it as well, where you didn't need much equipment. You could sort of do it at home, you could do it down the park. Um, yeah, I just loved that whole approach to it, and um, and then obviously I seen the I seen the benefits of it then when I started practicing it, and then a little bit further on from that, then I I decided to get that it was something that I wanted to do and I wanted to share with people. So you know, I got my qualifications, and then I and then I. Um, and then I started teaching people about this, about these methods. Very cool, yeah. man. Uh, yeah, I like I like your your story, and I like how you can see your journey with what you're passionate about when you're coaching people. I think that's really cool, and I think that's I think that's why you're successful as a coach, largely. You know, like because you there's no bullshit there. It's like, hey, this stuff I'm teaching you, this is what I'm using. 
this is what I'm going through. Yeah. And you're sharing that sort of that, that journey with people. Yeah. And it's a massive, uh, it's a big, it's a big problem with a lot of like, yeah, like I would say between that 16 to 20, that was sort of when things started to, to go, to go south for me. And up until that point, like I'd just been playing so much football. And I think that's the same for like every, every kid that's into ball sports these days. They're they just fuck the body up, man. Yeah. They just, they just, they just, yeah, they just run them into the ground because there's just so much expected of them. They've just been like put, playing for multiple teams. Um, obviously, they're not, you know, at that age, you're not strong either. So it's like, yeah, yeah, you're just, you're just breaking. They're just breaking down the body again and again and again, not getting enough, you know. And then it's like they're they're playing for these teams, training, playing matches, and then in the free time, it's like they're still running around they're after playing. a ball. So like they're just they're just running around the whole time, which is great, but there's nothing in place. The, the thing I've noticed is like there's nothing in place to counteract all that load that's been put on young athletes. Um, you know, it's not until they get a little bit older and they start to hit the gym and start to get into the strength and conditioning that then people, you know, will start to talk about, you know, uh, injury prevention and, and all that. But really that stuff should be done a lot earlier. And even then, bro, I mean, fuck, we've, we've worked with, you know, high-level coaches or high-level athletes Man, most of them, they don't know fucking shit about nothing. Like, prehab nothing. or mobility. No. The, the, the coach is just trying to make them as strong and as powerful yeah. as they can yeah. for the few years they have them, and yeah. then they break them and they ship in new recruits. It's all about performance. Yeah, because and, yeah. I think it's too, it's almost too big a problem. Well, it's, it's not. There's a lot they can do, but I think that the way they look at it is like, well, fuck, I don't fucking know what to do. We've got a game this Saturday. That's what I'm focused on. I don't give yeah. a fuck about Aaron's hips at the end of the season. Yeah. It's like we just got to get – got to win this game. Yeah. So let's, let's train hard. Yeah, And exactly, there's always yeah. someone ready to take that athlete spot once they're gone. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like a conveyor belt. Mm. And by the time they're getting to the, that, that stage where they're talking about injury prevention, it's no longer injury prevention. It's injury management. Mm. And by that time, again, it's too late. Yeah, you know, yeah the, the damage has been done, yeah. I have a real, I have this sort of conflict that I, that I think about a lot in my mind because, yeah, I grew up playing foot, soccer as well. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I really value it and it gave me so many things. Um, big quads was one of them. <laughs> um, but it, but it, it, it was like, it was awesome. Paul and I played together for years and it's, and it, you know, coordination and athleticism and all those things. Yeah. And I had a few injuries over the years that were, you know, not great, but they weren't catastrophic. But I've seen so many people around me go down to ball spots. Mm. And I've seen it happen in teenagers. I've seen it happen more so in the like 30 plus range mm. where it's a catastrophic injury. Like it's a torn ACL yeah. or it's a snapped Achilles or it's a, you know, you fucking slip discs in your back or whatever. Oh man, I hate it. Mate, but I, and, I, and I have this real thing because <laughs> my, you know, because my ethos, of friends like my ethos, yeah. right, is that we... Yeah, like Paul and I played casual, like like oh. social soccer for years, and the amount of dudes you see go down, like they've been sniped from fucking five blocks away. They're just running and they're Duh! no one, no one near them. There's a, there's a, that's a, that's a really good piece of advice. If you have had more than five years off your sport, don't fucking go back on the field. No man. When one of you, when you, when you your team don't short, you don't deserve to. <laughs> Don't but but here's, here's my right. dilemma with it is that, um, I, you know, I believe, I believe that in many ways our body is, is not perfectly designed but very well designed for the environment we evolved in, right? This is part of the Jungle Brothers ethos. Yeah. So it, was, it, it evolved to do some incredible things, run, climb, jump, you know, hunt, fucking fight, whatever, lift things. But ball sports and in a way a game of soccer represents – some of that you know it's dynamic things are changing direction you're sprinting you're 
you're diving. Force, hunt, yeah, you're, di- you're diving, right? <laughs> um, right? Or a game of football. But but the nature of the ball, because you can kick a projectile, which is the ball, and the ball whips past you and you change direction. And then you're doing that and then there's 10 players on their, on their side that are also doing that. So you have this natural stuff, which is the running and changing direction, but the speed at which the, the, of the, dynam- the dynamicism takes place is, is unnatural because of this projectile, because you're chasing this ball around the field. So then the collisions are unnatural because they're coming in at vectors that you're not prepared for. So I'm like, should we be incurring injury? Like if our body has evolved to do incredible things, should we not be safe? Like should a strong mobile individual not be capable of playing soccer for 20 years and not sustaining too many catastrophic injuries? Or is that activity actually too demanding mm. given, given the base? This is the argument I have and I don't know. Mm. It depends, I guess. Because it's play, you know. Some and people I, are built for it and some aren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people will get away with it and then you'll have a bunch of people, you know, some people like, like myself that, that, you know, won't get away with it. And obviously I had a... I had a hereditary injury, which you know, which would have come up at some point if it, if I wasn't playing football all those years, it would have come up eventually. Um, but just other, yeah, just like I, my brother, for example, plays plays uh, Gaelic football as well, and he plays at the highest level. He is twenty one, twenty one at the moment, tw- twenty one now, and um, he plays at the high level. And just the workload that is put on him is insane, and it's a. Uh, and there's very little done. Like obviously, he does the strength and conditioning and all that, which is which is great. But in ter- you know the the ratio of that work that he does in comparison to like you know all the all the all the running and all the you know like just the competitiveness and all the the stress of that of that uh, really competitive environment. Um, I don't think it's enough to you know. Yeah, I think it's yeah. like again, like I said, some people will get away with it. You know, this like well, a, well, yeah. a stronger individual will probably be less yeah. likely to incur injury. But, um, but yeah, there's so much more we could be doing with younger, especially like people of that, people of that age and younger. Um, just putting putting the foundations in place so that they're capable of actually yeah, like yeah. taking their bodies are able to take that load. Yeah, more well, nurturing. Well, when mm. Joe's like, uh, should they or shouldn't they? Like, I think that's where the screening comes in, and I I think that. Yeah, uh, a lot of sports and sports institutes and stuff needs to have a screening process implemented. Yeah, if we were screening, um, there'd be no motherfuckers out on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> sorry guys, you saw today. <laughs> but um, I think there's there's people trying to do that. I mean, they're doing that now more. I think I've heard <laughs> that they're doing it more in you know the professional leagues, and it's filtering down. Um, I know I was listening to is Grey Cook. He's, you know, he's the guy who founded the FMS and stuff. He was functional movement functional screen. Movement screen. Um, and he's sending that one. He's implementing that in a lot of schools over in the States. And he's really trying to rally to put these screens in schools. That's like one of his main missions. Because he sees it's a, generational. A screen, a screen being the assessment. The assessment. Assessing mobility, yeah. balance of strength. T was talking about earlier. Yeah, that's right. So it's just seeing if they're capable because uh, he was working with young people. He sees it happen in the same way that we're saying. It's pretty historical. School, then after school, then you get fucked up. So he's trying to push that in. And then I think that, you know, in the higher leagues, in the NRL, the NFL, they're starting to bring screenings in because it's big money as well. So, yes. you know, there's certain things, tests that you, you 
that where you're for people who aren't built for that sort of performance. Yeah, uh, if you bit, score well in the screen, then your if your body's working is biomechanically sound, yeah, then you're a good investment. Yeah, that's right. Of injury are much lower, but if you're perform badly in a yeah. screen and then it's like okay you're an injury hazard mm. I'm not going to put my money into this guy because he's going to spend yeah. half his fucking season but, but off it, the field and even if say say yeah. for instance hypothetically Gladesville Ravens who we used to play for shout out hey boys <laughs> my luckers um, is, that your, is that your football team that's who we played for who we played for together oh. um, uh, but like if they had a screening system do you now, think they have podcasts out there <laughs> out there <laughs> <laughs> I grew up there motherfucker yeah, yeah go on <laughs> And then you move to Bondo and then everything west of Paddington <laughs> was westy. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> Truth. Truth. Uh, but like even if they had a screen there now and they, you're like, your knees are caving in, valgus, you're weak, blah, blah, blah. And you had all these people that athletic, probably people can get injured anyway because the yeah, sport is crazy. It's crazy. People it's are running in on a lateral angle. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, interesting. Interesting thing on that. We had a. Um, I've been talking with a, a PE, a head of a PE department of a private school nearby, or not that nearby here. I think it's about an hour away, forty-five minutes away. George, George, George's River, uh, grammar. But they they reached out and the PE teacher was like, "Hey, I've been following what you're doing at Jungle Brothers." And I really like your approach. Mm, mm. I've got, um, you know, like a hundred and odd kids over a few different years at our school in our PE program. And I think they would really benefit from what you guys are doing. And he said, we're just seeing now that kids are less and less equipped to, to play sport. Mm. Um, Good on them. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, mm. and, and I mean, we've seen this with our younger members. Kids now, are on the whole, are not what they were 20 years ago because... A kid, a kid can be 16 now and have never like they've they don't skateboard around on the street. They don't run go down to the park and kick a ball mm. around because they can study or they can play on a computer or a fucking iPhone or whatever. So you're getting these kids who are immobile, uncoordinated, lacking body awareness. And this is not a derogatory thing. This is just uh, this is just what our environment is doing to young people and mm. confidence and confidence. Like, but but mm. also they don't know it, right? So then they're like, oh, I'm gonna go join the rugby team, and then you get fucking snapped. And it's like, uh, and this coat, like Peter, like Peter, yeah, yeah, Peter's son, yeah, that's right, his son, 110 kilos, just turned 13, <laughs> <laughs> just eating fucking taro oh. and roast chicken every day. <laughs> He's just like a, a hungry dog. And Peter's son's riding a skateboard and a bicycle to school. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and eating yeah. barbells. He surreal. uses the skateboard to scoop out his ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, um, but, but that's the thing, right? So these, these kids are like ill-equipped. And so for this guy to go, hey, we need actually someone who can come in from the outside who can help build some body awareness and some coordination and stuff. I was like, that's so cool. And it's so interesting and cool for us. I'm going to go speak with him next week and, and visit the school. That's really cool. Really I cool, right? But look, it's like, fuck, how many kids can you think of? Like talking about your two young boys that you're coaching, Paul. Yeah, yeah. But you know, like... They're kind of in that category, right? Like okay. there's 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 some physical development to, to take place there, so that these people can then go and enjoy things that we enjoyed growing up, and and you know hopefully not sustain long term injuries. Yeah. Mm. So what's your process when you get someone coming to you with that's injured and not moving so well? So what um, if somebody comes injured, um, I mean, I still we just I, I always run them through the screen first. That's like um, that's first. That's always always uh, first on the list, and yeah, obviously, same as you know, you're just looking for looking for stuff that's you know that's um, that's not moving well, or that's you know any weaknesses or imbalances. 
Um, so I always do that, and that's yeah, that's always the first session. And I always just say like, this is it's not going to be a this is not a training session. Like you know, this is just we're just going to have a have a look at have have a look at you and just assess your body and see and see how everything's moving. And then um, and then from there, obviously depending on what they want to work on, um, you know, then 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 we set them up with the you know with the program. So um, if they want to you know if they want to lose weight, then obviously the emphasis is going to be on you know uh, in intensity and 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 not so much on mobility. Um, but even still, I'll, I'll I'll often I'll often sort of sprinkle a little bit of that stuff in there, like if. If I can, but yeah, obviously, if they want to lose, if they want to lose weight, then the then the focus is switched a little bit, and 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 I'll, you know, prescribe exercises that are suitable for the, you know, for the, for the movement capacity that that they that they do have, um, and then if somebody, you know, it, it it just depends on the individual, whatever they whatever they want to work on, if they want to get stronger, then that's the emphasis. Uh, if they want to get more mobile, that's the emphasis. If they want to work on skills like um, you know handstands or whatever. Um, or ring work, then we just focus on we just focus on that stuff. But I'll always educate them on like my philosophy, which is you know like there you have to like I believe anyway, you know. And I always like say I always try and educate them on that um, that you have to move well first, um, or you should at least you should be able to move well first, and 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 you have to be you have to have like sound mechanics, and yeah, you have to be able to perform you know basic movements well. And then, once you can do that, then we can then we can get strong. Um, but you know, that's like when we're when we're training. There's always I give them you know a little bit of a little bit of what they need, and then I give them a little bit of what they want as well. Because um, yeah, what they need is you know obviously what they really need. But they are obviously in here to get a result, so I have to I I, I do put that first. You know, so it's whatever they whatever their whatever their intention is, whatever their goals are. Then the program would be set up to you know to get them there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Program or not to program? Program. With your PTs. What Must do you mean? Program. Would you as a as a coach do you, mm -hmm. do you program or or not program? I program. I program. I mean, they all look yeah. different. They all look different. They look yeah. different, but I think it's yeah. so important. You have to have a process. I, I mean, you know, I, I see merit in people who don't like to program in their approach, but personally, I think you have to have a process. Because it gives you some accountability as well. You can go, look, we've done this thing consistently for a period of time and it has produced a result. The result is X and Y. Uh, did it work well? Yeah, I think it was okay. Could we do better? Maybe let's try on the next program. Mm. But it's, it's something to go back to. Yeah, you need that, that reference. Yeah. Well, if you don't know where you've been, you, you can't, you can't uh, uh, dictate a course on where you're going. Yeah. Yeah, you almost didn't get that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, programming for me as well. Always, <clears throat> yeah. I think if your PT is not programming for you or just winging it, you need to ask yourself a couple of questions or them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I think it's essential. I think that um, in the gym, when I think about it, maybe I'm wrong. You're probably the uh, the coach here that trains the most diverse range of people. Mm, yeah, because you've got some, you know, really elderly. Oh, you got People? Val. I got Val, yeah. Val's you know? such a lovely woman. And then you've yeah. got like... How old's Val? She's 74. Right on. Yeah. Maybe even 75. I think she's 74 now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. And but then she, you've got yeah. some, some beasts, you know, you're training with Mark and you're just doing like 
great upper body ring work and stuff. Yeah. And then you've got like some journeymen and there was a really cool post that you had with ads and stuff recently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, massive mixture of goals. Yeah. It's a massive good mixture of, uh, of clients. Yeah. And all of them um, are, are getting good results. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yes. Some people that are like, I have a few people that, are, that as I said at the start of the podcast, um, you know, they have been in that class situation and they've just got injured um, and not out of here, but out of, out of another gym and um yeah they've just been injured and the class thing wasn't for them and they've they've come in and, and since that um you know like they're just they're way stronger and they're way more capable of just even just like day-to-day life like they're just they're not you know they're not going to the physio as much not going to the chiro as much um like i have a couple who train with me and they're the the two of them have um you know like had like serious back injuries and uh, i was only talking to one of them this morning and um she just said, like, you know, the difference that the training has made. She's training with me. She She's training with me about a year. So she's, um, and, yeah, she was just saying that her, her back, like, she used to have to go to the Cairo. I think it was a Cairo she went to. She used to go to the Cairo, like, sort of every second week. She'd be going to get adjusted and, like, anything would throw her back out. Like, could be, yeah, just anything would throw it out. And um, we used to get thrown out so often at the start when we started, you know, when we started training. But it wouldn't be in our sessions. It would be, like, when she's at home, like unloading, unloading the di- yeah, like just yeah. doing whatever, and um, yeah, she just had to go to the go to the Cairo all the time, and she just said to me this morning just how good her back is feeling, and she hasn't been to the Cairo in ages, and she's she's just so much stronger in her um in her core. She said her core was just so weak before she started, and now she's she's just way way stronger and just way more capable, um, and she's up to, she's up on the rings doing doing stuff on the rings now she's doing chin-ups she's doing skin the cats she's you know she we have her squatting now like before i remember when when she started training with me she was scared to squat she told me that uh, she could only squat with a bosu ball on her lower back so you know like against the wall yeah that was the only squat that she could do and oh, wow. um, that's what she was told by <clears throat> the chiro or the physio or whatever and then um, obviously a high level specialist so we've done that we've done yeah. that for a little while <laughs> and then slowly transitioned and then um, yeah, and now she's now she's squatting, you know. She, yeah, she's she's doing really really well. So there's there's a lot of people like that, and then you have the likes of Val, who came to me to lose a, lose a bit of weight. Yeah. No, don't call her your one. She's no, elderly not. woman. That's not acceptable. Oh, no. okay, sorry. I have <laughs> some respect for. Her. Oh, <laughs> just Val. Pardon me. Yeah, yeah. Your one is just for like. What's yeah. that for? It's just for a girl. Yeah, a young girl. Yeah. Young girl, you know you're one. Yeah, one. Yeah, I'm one. Not for Aldo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, she she just came to lose a bit of weight, and All she's right. lost like she's lost 20 kilos. But that was a that was an interesting one because she's when she started training with me, she was 73, and she she was you know she was very overweight, and um, she obviously needed to lose lose the weight. She had high blood pressure and all the rest of it, and. Um, started training with me and she's lost 20 kilos and she's Whoa. she's she's still over like she's still she's she is still overweight but obviously she's lost a massive amount of weight and it's sort of tricky with her because um you know you don't want to like she's 73 years old like you can't she she likes going she she lives at home her husband passed away a few years ago um she lives at home by herself she goes out with her she has a good few friends she goes out for lunch with her friends and she goes out on the weekend for breakfast with her with her friends and all that she goes to the movies. She's a big movie movie fan, so she likes going out and having a coffee and getting a cake and you know getting some popcorn at the cinema and she's you know having a glass of wine or whatever. Like she likes all that stuff. So obviously, you know, I think that's great. Obviously, a woman of her age deserves to you know, live. do what she wants. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, so you know, you're, she wants to lose the weight, but then on the other hand, you know, you have to sort of get that balance right between 
yeah, le- like, you know, not, you know, not making her, yeah, just allowing her to enjoy those things as well, which, uh, which we've done. So obviously the weight loss has been, you know, not that fast, but, um, I'm but sure she's lost 20 kilos. Yeah. So her life massively. Like yeah. 20 kilos, man. Yeah. yeah and, and that's the yeah. thing. It's not all about perfection in, in becoming a health and fitness mm. aficionado, right? Or like, it's like, yeah, cool. Like you yeah. want to do that stuff. That's fine. Come train a couple of days a week. Let's, let's try to maintain some kind of balance relative to you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that's super cool. I mean, she, you know, when she's in here, she's smiling, she's having a great time. Mm. So yeah. you squatting, she was squatting yesterday to the box. She, her yeah. squat's getting better. It's like, yeah. man, fucking Yeah, like awesome. we just work on basic basic stuff. We're working on her balance at the moment as well. So, because um, her balance isn't that good. She actually just recently had a, she had a knee replacement. Um, she always had a, a trouble with both her knees. And uh, she had a knee replacement about six months ago. And um, so, yeah, she's been back in, back in training a while now. And yeah, we're, she's squatting now to like just about to parallel. So, you know, Sick. sort of like the height of a chair sort of thing. Like that's what we're working on. But she's getting really strong in, in, in that range. So it just means that she can get up and, you know, get, get up and um, sit down and stand back up again off a chair, you know, with no problems, not having to hang on to anything and, and um, you know, get in and out of the car a lot easier. And just, yeah, just basic stuff just to make her life a bit more, a uh, bit more comfortable. Um, and then you've yeah you have other other guys then like Mark Mark just Mark came Mark came to me and he was um, he's around 40 ish really busy guy has his own business like really successful business um, was out of training for a while like because he had kids and stuff he was out of training for ages and he wanted to get back into it and um, and get back into it he did and oh, he, now he he's, did. Uh, <laughs> he's uh yeah he's showing me up now but um <laughs> yeah he's a he's a he's a weapon he's made unreal progress so uh, so that's really cool and then you've got adam in to lose a bit of weight and get a bit stronger which he's done last 20 kilos um he's getting he's yeah he's come such a far away so it's 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 so uh it's so cool seeing people you know come in and it's not um the other thing as well is that it is we spoke about the investment earlier on like it, it is a massive investment but and it doesn't happen overnight you know it's a long like it is a journey um but you see them at the end of the journey and they're they're happy out like you know he's 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 a new he's a new man um and you know yeah they all are they've all they've all come on so much so yeah it's really cool really cool to see that <coughs> full credit to the coach <laughs> yeah full credit it's cool, cool man Ah, awesome. Brother, as we're, we're going to wrap it up there, boys. Um, as mm. maybe you could give a little shout out where people can reach you. Uh, I think maybe you have a program kicking off soon. If people want to get involved, give us a little spiel. Yeah, I've got a, um, a little 28-day challenge kicking off soon. It's going to be kicking off in a couple of weeks. Um, it's going to be training. It's going to be in a semi, semi-private group. Uh, going to be training four times a week. I've got morning... Morning time slots and evening time slots. So you know, if you prefer to train in the morning or evening or both, you can you can you can uh, jump on either. Uh, and then we've got a session on the Saturday as well. So that's going to be kick- kicking off in a couple of weeks. So yeah, if you're interested in jumping on that, you can get me on Facebook at um, Move Strong Training. Uh, you can get me on Instagram as underscore Howley. Um, or spell that out. Spell that out. A Z underscore H O W L E Y. Or you can get me in the gym. Nice, and we'll tag up. We'll tag up your accounts, obviously, in the in the post on Instagram for this. Um, cool. Man, thanks for coming on. Pleasure. Thanks there's, for having me. Yeah, there's there's more to explore there, but um, we can set that for another episode down the track. Awesome. Yeah, thanks. Good to thanks have you guys. Thanks, cool. Paulie. Thanks, Joey. Thanks, Peter. <laughs> thanks, Peter. <and laughs> Cheers, T. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Cheers.